0: European Hearts Journal Issue at a Glance, Volume 39, Issue 27, Focus Issue on Intervention, by Editor-in-Chief Professor Thomas Lucia. The Lower the Better Revisited, Low Density Lipoprotein and Lipoprotein A. The cholesterol hypothesis is one of the most successful concepts in medicine that radically changed care and outcome in cardiac patients. In spite of all the evidence, however, there is still some scepticism from media, patients and physicians alike to broadly use statins, particularly at high dosages. Whether the fear of side effects from such interventions are justified is addressed in a current opinion entitled Adverse Effects of Statin Therapy – Perception versus the Evidence Focus on Glucose Homeostasis – Cognitive, Renal and Hepatic Function, Hemorrhagic Stroke and Cataract, by François Mach and colleagues from the European Atherosclerosis Society Consensus Panel. They evaluated in a literature search covering the years 2000-2017 to 2017 possible side effects of long-term statins on glucose homeostasis, cognitive, renal and hepatic function, and risk for hemorrhagic stroke or cataract in randomized trials and genetic studies statins are associated with a modest increase in new onset diabetes of about 1 per 1000 patient years this risk is higher in the metabolic syndrome or prediabetes in contrast statins do not adversely affect cognitive function even at very low levels of ldlc nor do they deteriorate renal function or cause cataract Transient, clinically unimportant increases in liver enzymes occur in 0.5-2% to on statins, while idiosyncratic liver injury is extremely rare. There is no increased risk of hemorrhagic stroke in individuals without cerebrovascular disease, while a small increase in risk cannot be excluded in those with prior stroke. Thus, Long-term statin treatment is remarkably safe with a low risk of clinically relevant adverse effects in the presence of impressive cardiovascular benefits of these drugs. The lower the better is as valid as never before, since the discovery of proprotein convertase subtilizin slash kexin type 9, or PCSK9, mutations, and the introduction of therapeutic antibodies against the protein. A first current opinion article entitled Reduction of LDL cholesterol and cardiovascular events with PCSK9 inhibitors and statins an analysis of Fourier, Spire, and the Cholesterol Treatment Trialists' Collaboration, authored by A. L. Catapano and colleagues from the University of Milan in Italy, addresses the effectiveness of these novel lipid-lowering drugs. Several large clinical trials, also just recently the so-far unpublished OSSI trial, have demonstrated that a further reduction of low-density lipoprotein cholesterol or ldlc levels obtained with pcsk9 inhibitors also prevent cardiovascular events the authors analysis suggests that a relative reduction of cardiovascular risk in the 25 to 30% range is what can be achieved LDL-C plays a causal role in atherogenesis and is a key target for its prevention. In a second current opinion entitled Highest Risk, Highest Benefit Strategy, a Pragmatic Cost-Effective Approach to Targeting Use of PCSK9 Inhibitor Therapies, Leven Annemans and colleagues from Ghent University in Belgium remind us that not all patients achieve recommended LDL-C goals with statins alone. The use of PCSK9 inhibitors such as evolocumab and alirocumab on top of statins allow for that and for a further reduction of major cardiovascular events as demonstrated in foria and recently in odyssey however the uptake of PCSK9 inhibitors has been low mainly due to their costs the authors thus propose a highest-risk, highest-benefit approach to PCSK9 inhibitor use to optimise not only cost-effectiveness on an individual basis, but also for society. Highest-risk categories are polyvascular disease, atherosclerosis with comorbidities such as chronic kidney disease or diabetes with end-organ damage, or familial hypercholesterolemia with a cardiovascular event. Since the relative risk reduction is proportionate to the absolute decrease in LDL-C, highest benefit should be achieved in patients with the highest starting LDL-C. In their article, Visit-to-visit cholesterol variability correlates with coronary atheroma progression and clinical outcomes, Donald Clark III and colleagues from the University of Mississippi Medical Center in Jackson, USA, investigated in a post-hoc patient-level analysis 4,976 patients of nine clinical trials, the association of intra-individual lipid variability, coronary atheroma, and clinical outcomes utilizing intravascular ultrasound. Atherogenic lipoprotein variability was significantly associated with the change in atheroma volume. Major cardiovascular events increased with increasing quartiles of lipoprotein. Thus, visit-to-visit variability in atherogenic lipoproteins associates with coronary atheroma progression and clinical outcomes, although the association between achieved atherogenic lipoproteins and atheroma progression appeared stronger. These data highlight the importance of achieving low and consistent LDL-C levels, a conclusion that is further discussed in an editorial by Fernando Alfonso from the Hospital Universitario de la Princesa in Madrid, Spain. LDL particles cause atherosclerosis through their retention, modification and accumulation within the arterial intima. Plasma levels of LDLC drive the disease, but as with LDLC quality, may also contribute. In their article, susceptibility of LDL particles to aggregate depends on particle lipidome, is modifiable, and associates with future cardiovascular deaths. Katerina Ooni and colleagues from the Wihuri Research Institute in Helsinki, Finland, focused on the intrinsic propensity of LDL to aggregate upon modification. Among patients with coronary artery disease, aggregation-prone LDL was predictive of future cardiovascular deaths, independently of conventional risk factors. Aggregation-prone LDL contained more sphingolipids and less phosphatidylokines than did aggregation-resistant LDL. In vitro aggregated LDL activated macrophages and T-cells, two key cells for plaque progression. In animals, interventions to alter LDL aggregation slowed atherosclerosis. Similarly, PCSK9 inhibition, or healthy diet, also lowered LDL aggregation susceptibility in humans. Their novel finding of LDL susceptibility to aggregate and its clinical implications are further discussed in an editorial by Ulrich Laufs from Leipzig University in Germany. Lipoprotein A, an LDL particle covalently bound to apolipoprotein lipoprotein A, is a heritable risk factor. In their article, Controlled Study of the Effect of Proprotein Convertase subtilizin Kexing Type 9 Inhibition with Evolucumab on Lipoprotein A Particle Kinetics, Gerald F. Watts and colleagues from the University of Western Australia in Perth, Australia investigated the kinetics and mechanism whereby Evolucumab lowers Lipoprotein A in 63 healthy men. Evolucumab, but not atorvastatin, decreased the plasma pool of lipoprotein A, apolipoprotein A, by 36%. By contrast, evolucumab on top of atorvastatin increased the fractional catabolism of lipoprotein A, apolipoprotein A, by 59%, but had no effect on lipoprotein A, apolipoprotein A production. Thus, Evolocumab monotherapy lowered the plasma lipoprotein A pool by decreasing lipoprotein A production, while in combination with atorvastatin, it lowered plasma lipoprotein A by accelerating its catabolism, possibly due to an increased clearance of lipoprotein A by upregulated LDL receptors." These findings are put into context in an editorial by Albericcio Catapano from the University of Milan in Italy. Lipoprotein A elevation is a risk factor for cardiovascular disease, but it appears that it mainly causes clinical events in those with high LDL-C levels. In their article, Cardiovascular disease risk associated with elevated lipoprotein A attenuates at low LDLC levels in a primary prevention setting. Eric S. G. Strohs and colleagues from the Academic Medical Center in Amsterdam, the Netherlands, studied in 16,654 individuals from the EPIC Norfolk and in 9,448 from the Copenhagen City Heart Study. Whether the risk associated with high lipoprotein A levels would indeed be attenuated at low LDLC levels. In individuals with elevated lipoprotein A, more than or equal an 80th of a percentile were at increased cardiovascular risk, while in those with a corrected LDLC fewer than 2.5 millimoles per liter, the risk associated with elevated lipoprotein A was attenuated. Thus, lipoprotein A and LDL-C are independently associated with cardiovascular risk, but at LDL-C of less than 2.5 mmol per litre, the risk associated with elevated lipoprotein A attenuates in a primary prevention setting. The editors hope that this issue of the European Hearts Journal will find the interest of its readers.